The Money Show. The Markets. A very interesting day on the markets, especially when you look at the GDP numbers that came out. Uh, Firstly, this morning with Japan earlier on in the Asian markets falling into a technical recession. Later on in the afternoon, our time, of course, uh, the UK also announcing a technical recession. Joining me to discuss markets is Rudy van der Merwe, Portfolio Manager at AdviceWorks. That doesn't bode well in terms of a message of the global economy. A lot of weakness we're seeing on the market. Uh, evening, Matteo. Yeah, you're quite right. Uh, you know, so, as you mentioned, Japan falling into recession, that is a bit unexpected. Their GDP numbers came in marginally negative, about 0.1% negative growth for the fourth quarter. But the anticipation had been that that would be a positive growth of, of around sort of 0.3%. Uh, so this follows on from, from a negative growth number in the third quarter. And, and mainly seems to be driven by, by private consumption coming under pressure. Uh, and then in the UK, also GDP contracting there by 0.3-odd percent uh, in the fourth quarter from a contraction of 0.1-odd percent in the third quarter. And again, a lot of this is to do with consumption, but also services and net trade data and the household and public spending and the like. So it's clearly a lot of a lot of pressure in those economies, um, you know, a significant slowdown being evident. Uh, and we've seen later in the day as well some confirmation from the U.S. retail sales numbers came out there and they surprised quite materially on their downside, so shrank by 0.8 of a percent um, where they'd been expected to, to shrink by, by much less than that and also industrial production numbers which shrank and had been expected to uh, to accelerate. So all of that indicating that, that economies and consumers are under under very significant pressure, unfortunately, and and uh, what makes it, I think, more unpleasant is, is this is coming at a time where, on the, you know, they, they, there's doubt starting to creep into the narrative that uh, inflation has been beaten. Um, certainly, central banks are being very careful, saying, "Well, they don't know that this fight has been won." We've seen wage settlements in, in, in several places, the, the UK and and Europe. Uh, amongst them coming through at, at high levels and expected, and that's understandable. A lot of people are experiencing cost of living crises. Yeah. Uh, but U.S. inflation also came in higher than expected now recently at 3.1%. Uh, so if, if we're getting slowing economies at a time when inflation is starting to reaccelerate, that can can have quite significant negative consequences for markets uh, and, and individuals. Stagflation is the worst of all worlds. Now, Rudy, in a situation where we have similar symptoms with uh, the likes of the UK and Japan, uh, these are economies, of course, are in the top 10 uh, leading economies in the world. They, in falling into technical recessions, are suffering the same things as us, lower consumer spending, um, you know, output is lower in terms of production services. Um, are we also looking, staring down a barrel where we could find ourselves in a position where we do face a technical recession, given that the uh, manufacturing and mining numbers that have come out already have not impressed? Yeah, I think it's absolutely possible. You know, um, we are not, we're a passenger on the global economy train. We're not a driver of it. And certainly these, our, our trading partners are people like the UK and Japan and the US. So that Japan currently has probably the, the second or third largest, or third largest economy in the world. Um, you know, a lot of our exports go there, our commodities go there. Uh, China is, is also encountering significant pressure at the moment on the back of a, a property industry that's that's severely constrained 
and they're the biggest global consumer of commodities. So if, if, the, you know, if demand elsewhere is under pressure, it means our exports under pressure. It also means that uh, the amount of capital available for investment into our economy or our markets is is, is less readily a, a available. Um, so you know we won't escape a, a, a sort of wider slowdown in, in the more developed world. Uh, unfortunately, we won't. Uh, we will. We'll feel it as well, yeah. We also saw some company news coming through from the Australian miner South32 uh, saying they're giving the go-ahead to the $2.1 billion US zinc mine uh, as the company's profits slump. Uh, just looking at the reading of the, the results and also that particular project they're taking up, uh, the market, especially in South Africa, not too uh, joyful uh, with that uh, with that news. Yeah, they they have been rather hurt in this set of results. Revenues are down sort of 15% and they're encountering quite a lot of cost pressures. So as a result, earnings a share are down in the region of sort of 93%, which is obviously a severe retracement. Uh, Return on capital has has dropped very materially and is barely positive. It's sort of 1.3% at the moment. Uh, EBITDA numbers were down sort of 48%. So not not great uh, set of results. Uh, some of this is, is partly expected. Uh, the production numbers in aluminium actually uh, were at record levels, but unfortunately, the pricing of, of the commodities or the demand for the commodity mean prices are under pressure. So the receipts from, from that commodity specifically were, were under a lot of pressure. And then the volumes uh, in metallurgical coal also were, were quite a lot lower. Uh, so that those are, are two of the big drivers there. Uh, commodity prices seem to have accounted for roughly $400 odd million worth of retracement in their earnings. Um, aluminium made up quite a big chunk of that, about $136 million. Manganese about another 102 And then nickel about $121 odd million. And then the volumes of coal that retraced accounted for about $260 million of, of, of negative impact on their earnings. There are some bright lights. Uh, as you mentioned, I think this uh, the, the capex that they are looking at investing in Arizona longer term, I think, has has significant upside. There is likely to be uh, in the medium term quite a pickup in the demand for zinc and lead, uh, which which is used significantly in battery technology. Uh, and they are talking about a better second half, so they're expecting uh, a pickup in production numbers of in the region of sort of seven percent of copper equivalent production in the second half of the year. So that that could could bode for a better a better second half to the year. Um, they do seem to be managing their costs quite well, which are only up in the region of sort of four percent on the controllable costs. Um, so they, I think there there is light at the end of the tunnel, but it's it's probably yeah. not a, a short term pretty picture. Then coming back to the JSE, a small rebound today, um, you know, pushed up by uh, resources shares, which are up 2%. Of course, I say rebound because yesterday we had a very negative uh, day of trade for the JSE. But for the top 10 of the top 100, eight miners there of the tip, top 10 companies that came out with positive trades today, Sibanya Stillwater, uh, Implats, Goldfields, Anglo Gold, uh, Northern. What was the big driver for commodities today that saw that price go up so much? Seemingly, uh, platinum and palladium prices are, are somewhat higher, so and and actually gold prices for that matter as well. So it's, it's really the precious metals players at the moment that are are benefiting from that. Um, so hopefully, there's more legs to that to that trade. With those, uh, specifically, platinum, palladium, over the last year or so, have, have encountered quite a lot of pressure. So I hope this 
uh, rebounders has got some momentum for them. And you think we'll have subdued trade going into the budget week? Of course, a big one for uh, National Treasury next week. Do you think there'll be cautious trade uh, waiting on the minister's message then on Wednesday? Yeah, you know, I think I don't know that there's going to be a massive amount of surprises, quite honestly. Uh, generally, I suspect the market is already anticipating uh, reasonably poor news. You know, economic growth is under pressure at the moment. We know that uh, government debt levels are escalating to uncomfortable levels and that the tax receipts are under pressure. So I don't think any of these are going to be major surprises. Uh, and normally, you know, the message in the in the budget speech isn't necessarily poor. I think it's normally constrained and and considered. Uh, you know, it's it's the uh, it's the implementation of the solutions that yeah. that we found problematic, and, and possibly that's where the market will be disappointed again. All right, that was a sound market wrap with uh, Rudy Fundamarvel, portfolio manager at Advice Works.